You sure you don't want to do the intro? I've never been more sure of something in my life. The intro's fun, though. Welcome back to the <laughs> Rainy Day Horror Show. I hope you guys are having a wonderful little work week, okay? It is Wednesday, it is noon, and you are tuning into the Rainy Day Horror Show featuring Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Certified Cougar Hunter, a.k.a. the man with the biggest set of fucking testicles don't look at me while you say that just well she knows anyways logan hunter they but we don't speak my government name on this channel okay it is dusty mcballs and i will be talked to as such no i'm gonna go lock myself away now so she doesn't beat me but (laughs) it is you know it's Wednesday. All right, you know what time it is. It's the Dusty Gabs show. That is a work I in progress. I hate that. That is a work in progress. N- no. The Dusty Gabs. Or it could be Gabs Dusty. Get it? Like Gabby's no. Dusty. I Trust me, I get it. Okay, all right. Just had to make sure. Just had to make sure. But I hate it here. No, you don't. On today's episode, we are doing the 2012 Aurora movie theater shooting. Little did I know, so anybody that's from my hometown, hometown, hometown will understand this, okay? We had to do an IGS project, which was like you had to do, you know, family tree, stuff about your family, and then you had to do like two, like, fucking, what is it, world tragedy things, I guess, or world events, that's what it was. And I did the 2012 Aurora movie theater shooting, so I did, what, that was in 2014, I was in the ninth grade, so that would have been, for anybody that doesn't know, Gabby is older than me, so I would like to make her feel old sometimes. First of all, don't say it like that, I'm not significantly older than you, dude. You're like 15 years older than me. He's lying. Am I? I'm a year and a half older than you. Okay, Grandma. Okay, anyways, done with the... Remember how I said you can pop a testicle with just your pointer finger and your thumb? Listen. At least I don't bounce animal testicles at the clinic. If you fill them with hydrogen peroxide, they bounce. Anyways, so what years... You should preface that by making people know that I am a vet tech. I don't just go into clinics and say, give me the testicles. You... I thought that's what you do. No. That's a biohazard. That's illegal. Uh. Only if you get caught. Am I right, chat? Badunts. There's no chat, so I don't know why I said that. But anyways, what year is it? 2023? Yes. So... Little did I know, I was actually preparing for this, you know, little shindig. This there little, were signs that you were a psycho. This little episode, nine years in advance, at the ripe age of 14. Ew, that made me uncomfortable. I was driving in 2016. I had my 14. license. Thank 14. Thank you. I was driving in 2014. Oh, God. See, guys, this is why I'm the certified cougar hunter. Anyways... Um, <laughs> not even, again, year and a half older than you. Certified cougar hunter. All right. Um, so what is the rundown for this episode? Are you going to kick it off with his background? And then we're going to jump into me telling about 
what happened that night, and then you're going to tell the aftermath. Whatever tickles your pickle. I don't have one. I have a cucumber and an eggplant put together. I got a goal. That was so Minnesotan. I got a goal. It made me cringe. Everything you do makes me cringe. Alright, anyways, so Gabby, since you're the guest of honor, not really, (laughs) but why don't you kick it off for us and tell us what happened? Well, not what happened, but like, how did this dude, this smart, not so good looking dude, decide to go and like kill 12 people and injure 70? I mean, there's not, like, a tragic backstory. I wish. If there was a tragic backstory, it's almost like it kind of justifies why they act this way. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I But, right. like, this was just, like, psychosis at its finest, I guess. But, um, his father was a mathematician scientist. I don't know what that entails. Um... But then he began having some mental health issues at 11 and attempted suicide. And then at 12 years old, he started to decline socially. He just was an awkward kid, I guess. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know him personally. I don't know him personally either. But if you're declining socially at 12, what does that mean? Well, didn't he try to kill himself at 11? Yeah. So he's probably the talk of the town. Probably. He, they probably, somebody probably took a video of him trying to do it and then heard about it and they sent it all over Facebook. I doubt that's what happened. Calm down. But in high school, he played football and he ran cross country. He was Lutheran. Um, and then he went to college and he got a bachelor's degree and then decided he wanted to pursue a degree in neuroscience. Um... He would see social workers, and he was referred to a psychiatrist after seeing a social worker once, because the social worker said, you have too many problems, go somewhere else, I guess. Um, let's see here. That is so funny. Imagine that a social worker tells you, I can't help you. You have too many issues. Well, and then his psychiatrist said that he was depressed and obsessed with killing for over a decade. But that's a little later on. Um, He would allegedly hire sex workers and leave reviews on their services on some forum. I don't know what forum online. Were they honest reviews? I don't know. I hope so. But um, he had a dating web... uh, He was online dating and he described himself as agnostic. What's agnostic mean? Is that you don't believe Um, So you don't necessarily... You're not an atheist... You believe in a higher power, you just don't believe it's God, necessarily. Like, you believe in something mm. with a capital S. Um, and then in 2011 of October, he began dating a fellow class member. Um, their relationship lasted until St. Patrick's Day, where she ended it because she felt distant from him following an encounter between him and another man who talked to her during a date. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just a little dick energy. Yeah. Um, but then she also said that he often made flat jokes that made people feel uncomfortable and had expressed his desire to kill people. That sounds like a very normal human being to me. 
So they ended their relationship for obvious reasons. Yeah. But then she, they resumed their relationship um, in early January of 2012, but it ended again in February, so it was not meant to last. Oh, poor, poor, what's his name again? James? Poor James. James Holmes. Oh my God, what if he's a descendant of H.H. Holmes? Jesus. Um, but you know, he has seen multiple psychiatrists leading up to this event. Um, he rejected suggestions, suggestions, suggestions for treatment. Um, his therapist said that he had a psychotic level of thinking and she believed he may have schizoid personality disorder. Um, he had homicidal ideations. He also, I believe, I don't know where it is in my notes, but he sent a notebook to his uh, psychiatrist about like all of his plans to kill people. Is this this is when would when was that? Was it like this was like a few months before, like prior or like a few years prior? And and this bitch did not go like, hey, nine one one. There's so an in issue. June of twenty twelve, Holmes sent the therapist a threatening email, and she activated a threat assessment team to help her formulate a plan for him. To, like, have him admitted probably against his will. Yeah. Um, but let's see here. You can start talking. I'm trying to find it. If I find it, I will gladly interrupt you. About the notebook piece of paper thing about the people he's Oh, so on July 19th, hours before the shooting, Holmes mailed a notebook to his psychiatrist. And the notebook detailed his thoughts and plans during the weeks preceding the shooting. And she did not be like, oh, this is a major red flag. I will definitely call the police. She, she was just- probably was just like, hey, man, he's fucked up. Like, she literally said he was a psychotic and had a psychotic level of thinking. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being psychotic is an actual diagnosis. Yeah. So. That is. They should have put him in a sauce. <laughs> they should have put him in the loony bin. They should have put him in a psych ward and just kind of left him there. He should have been... I don't even... Not... I mean, lobotomies aren't okay, but, like, maybe for James, in quotations, son of... Or descendant of H.H. Holmes, should have been lobotomized. He had long-standing fantasies about killing as many people as possible... But he was reluctant to discuss any details about his plans. Uh, He had refusal that, like, he refused allowing them to talk to anyone else. And he was unclear about, like, his timeline for all of this. So he straight up blatantly said, like, I want to kill people. And no one did anything. That is so mind-blowing. Maybe that's why he decided to get a graduate in neuroscience. Why? Neuro is brain, ding dong. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, hey, at least, I mean. Like, there's nothing that entails that he had a terrible life growing up. No. I mean, even though, yes, he killed people awful, but at least he didn't fuck their dead bodies. I mean, it's still bad. <laughs> well, yes, but I mean, at least he wasn't like, oh, gosh, 
Becky Riviera that lives down the block from me. She's here tonight and she's dead. Let me just implant myself. I, I hate it here. So, I mean, there's that. But, I mean, yes, he killed people. That is, all jokes aside, he killed people. It I mean, is I think bad. it's a it's failing on, like, the government and like, yeah. the help like that. Like, psychiatric help like that. Because there were telltale signs and they were just kind of like, anyways, writing in my notepad. If If that happened in today's era... 2023 of no September of September at least I mean that shit would have that bro would have been locked up five minutes after even sending that to somebody well and then he tried to plead insanity um, during the trial but he had no well I mean psych when he's psychotic, so I mean, like, no, but it's not like voices in my head are telling me to kill people. He wasn't that like level fully of... diagnosed with anything, though. No, like they never came up with a definite thing. They were just like, he might have this. How, after like working with him for so long, do you not come up with a diagnosis? He probably wasn't consistent with it enough to get a diagnosis. Yeah, because that shit just is like. What? Like, how long did he go to that therapist? For a while, Probably, right? Probably, I want to say, maybe several years. Like, I want to say he started seeing a psychiatrist probably when he was younger, after trying to commit sewer slide. Yeah. And then probably on and off throughout his teen and everything. Because his girlfriend even suggested, like, hey, get psychiatric help. And he just, like, brushed it off. He was like, uh-huh, it's fine. <laughs> that is absurd. That... I just, yeah, that's just, it's a whole, like, it's the whole medical system and the government just failing and not to put the blame on anybody because, yes, the blame is on him. But, but there were things to stop him. There was. The government and the healthcare system. Because this was the biggest mass shooting or, like, massacre since Columbine in yeah. Colorado. Like, yeah. Colorado's number one, but this is a close second. Colorado? What? Columbine? Yeah. You said Colorado is number one in this. Excuse me. So, like, this Columbine was number one in Colorado for a massacre, and then this is a close second. Oh, wow. Like, they haven't seen a massacre like this since Columbine in Colorado. I didn't know Columbine was in Colorado. Surprise. I thought it was on the East Coast. No, it said Colorado. Oh. Crazy. I mean, if you want me to fact check it, I can. No, no, I believe you. I believe you. I just, I I always, for some reason, always thought I was on the East Coast. But that is crazy that, like, I just don't get, like, how could they just let this slip through? Like, this is bad. And that's probably why now they legalize everything in Colorado. But, like, he, the thing, too, is, like, he attained everything legally and with background checks. Yeah. So, it's, like, I thought I was going to burp. There was a background check, and you could have easily seen, like, hey, he has ideas of murder. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't sell him multiple firearms. Yeah. What was it? An AR-15, no. tear gas. Yeah, AR-15, assault rifle, you said. And then it was a shotgun, and then it was a pistol. Smith & Wesson semi-automatic, Remington 12-gauge, and a Glock 22. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's just... Take it away, Penny. Penny? Like in Spongebob, where he's like singing indoors. I have no idea what episode you're talking about, which where is Where he has like the penny, the napkin, and the chip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take it away, Penny. Oh, it's my turn now? I'm probably going to interrupt you, but not as As I'm looking at my IGS project from <laughs> nine years ago. At the age of 14. At the age of 14. Research. Here, let me just let me just pull it out here. It is a big book, you guys. If you could see it, you're going to laugh at me. I, I, I got, like, the image of, like, when teachers are reading to, like, students and they're, like, flipping around the picture oh, book. Yes. Here, I even have, actually have pictures of the mass shooting in this book. At least you didn't write it, because, like, your handwriting now is kind of chicken scratch. I will throw you out the window. Please do. Oh, God. Okay. So, this is leading up to thy shooting, okay? On July 7th, 2014, James Hold... Hold... Holden? 2014? 20... I'm... Oh, my God. It was a long day at work. Let me... Let me rewind. All right, let me... Let me... Let me just take a step back and You're relax. You're two years too early, bucko. On July 7th, I almost said 4th, <laughs> on July 7th, 2012, 24-year-old male, James Holm. Holmes. Right. Holmes, Holm. Okay. Same shit, different dizzle. Purchased a ticket to the movie The Dark Knight Rises, which, great movie. We love Heath Ledger. Midnight screening. Yes, it was the midnight screening, and it was purchased through an online ticketing agency for, like, that midnight showing, as we just said, at the Century Aurora 6, Aurora 16. God, I'm... You're fucking up. I am. It's not like I even do this. It's not like I do this five times a week anyways. I'm doing Gosh. better than you. Yeah, you are. But it was at this... What can I say? I'm a natural. Shut up. I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i didn't know this was a bedtime story it is it is it is a tragic bedtime story to give you all of your worst nightmares i don't have dreams oh that sucks i do and they are awful sometimes anyways get back to the story okay so sorry century aurora 16 multiplex theater in aurora colorado and then through that time, he purchased all of his weapons, all of the stuff that he did, and we're going to get into what he purchased and the shit that he rigged up in his apartment, all right? On July 19th, 2012, Sir James, you know, went to said movie theater and attended The Dark Knight Rises. He entered theater night, and he is in there for, what, 30 minutes, I think is what it was? He watched, like, 30 minutes of it? I don't know why you're looking at me. I didn't... I didn't dive into, like, the actual shooting. Like, I read about it, of course. Yeah. But it was more, I was like, what happened before and after? Yeah, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was 30 minutes. And he, as the movie starts, and it starts getting, you know, dark in the movie theater, he goes to the exit behind the, like, you know, when you're in a movie theater and you see the movie screen, there's an exit off to the side. He went to that exit, propped it open with, like, a little door jam. And he goes to his car that he parked before he went in there right behind where that movie theater was, where it was showing. Goes in there, opens his car, opens the trunk and everything, pulls out a bunch of, like, gear. Like, what is he it? He got, like, armored two gear? vests. Yeah, it was a shit ton of armored gear. And, and the Batman mask. 
It was a Batman mask? He wore a bat. It was for the Dark Knight. I didn't know it was a Batman mask. All I know is that he painted his face. He... No, he wore a Batman the reason, mask. The reason he dressed, he dyed his hair was because he liked the Joker. He wore a Batman mask. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. And Clearly, so, you didn't look at the crime scene photos. I, I didn't, actually. As didn't. you were literally showing me, you're like, look, I have crime scene photos. Yeah, of the actual crime. I didn't the see mask the mask. was a part of the crime, I you dingbat. I didn't see the mask, okay? I hate it here. I no, can't work don't. under these conditions. Well, you're going to. This is a sweatshop, and I'm forcing you to work under for five cents an hour. Anyways, so he goes, gets all of his armored gear on, grabs his shotgun, grabs his assault rifle, grabs his Glock 22. He has over 6,000 rounds of ammunition and it was, what, 3,000 for the Glock? It was way more than 6,000, bro. 3,000 for the Glock, 3,000 for the assault rifle, and it was... Um, so he bought 3,000 rounds of ammunition for the pistol, mm-hmm. 3,000 rounds for the uh, M&P 15, and 350 shells for the shotgun. So, 6,000 and 350 rounds. There you go. Goes back into this movie theater through the door that he propped open and just unloads. Well, he started the tear gas first. Well, yeah, tear gas and then unloads. Locked the doors. On these people that are just innocently watching this movie. And it wasn't like, you know, maybe like four or five people in there. No, this was a jam-packed fucking... Every seat was filled, just packed like sardines in this movie theater. And he unloaded everything on these people. With, like, no motive. No. Mind you. No, just wanted Like, he just wanted to kill people. Yeah. Like, he made sure it was a theater where he could lock the doors in a location where it would take cops longer to get to this location... Mm -hmm. And did the midnight showing so he wouldn't kill kids. Or there was a chance of lesser kids being there because he didn't want to kill them. At least he was thoughtful about the kids. Future of America. Yeah. Yeah. And so as he's, you know, shooting off these rounds into this crowd, one of the ladies at the concession stand out in the lobby heard what was going on. And everybody out there heard what was going on. So she... One of the concession stand, yeah, one of the concession stand ladies called 911. They are, you know, excuse me, coming on scene. And as they're on scene, he slips through the back door and he's still in all of his protective armor. And the cops first thought that he was, you know, a SWAT team member. And they only, they started to realize that once he was leaving, that he, they were like, oh, wait, why is he going into, I think it was a white Corolla. I can't remember. It was a white vehicle. It yeah. It was a white sedan of some sort. Yeah, it was a white car. But it, was, it wasn't even like he was frantic about leaving. No, he calmly walked he, out. Like well, he it was, calmly walked out. He didn't resist arrest. Like, he was calm, collected. Like, blank expression, put him in the back of the car, and then he decided he wanted to show interest in what was the aftermath. Yeah. That's when he finally looked back and was like, oh, 
But, like, he wasn't even, like, sad. Because in the court, he was, like, they described him as dazed and confused. Did you see the photo I showed you? He does not look dazed and confused at all. But, like, that's how they described him in court. Is, like, when he was sitting there, he was just in a daze. Like, he truly couldn't have cared less, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's just, it's just crazy that a cop just thought, was like, oh, yeah, he's just part of the SWAT team because he's in protective, you know, gear. And Why didn't they notice the hair? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> probably because he was wearing a helmet, a protective helmet. Oh, he was probably wearing a gas a whole, mask. Yeah, a whole thing. Or maybe he, I don't know. And the only, if nobody was looking and he got into that white sedan, he would have been home free. Nobody would have even. Well, even if like they tracked it back to his house, his house was fucking uh, booby yeah. trapped. It was booby trapped with all of these homemade bombs. Yep. Which were a day later diffused by bomb squad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And attached to those bombs, he had not like a a secondary trigger, so if a failsafe switch basically. So if the first one didn't go off, there was another switch that would you know blow everything up and but it's not like he had anything to hide in his apartment like they said his apartment was pretty bare and like they didn't find any like weird shit in his apartment it was like a dinky one-bedroom apartment yeah yeah and so if you're wondering what what was in his apartment what kind of bombs they had he had over 30 homemade grenades and 10 gallons of gasoline that were set up to blow up if anybody walked through his front door well thank christ that that didn't happen because that would have probably taken out that whole apartment oh it would have been and that would have been more casualties yeah it would have been devastating if that thing went off yeah but it's just it's just crazy. Like, if you guys haven't seen the photos of, like, the aftermath of that movie theater, specifically Theater 9. After that shooting, other places that were showing that movie, like, theaters, they mm-hmm. upped their security big time. Oh, did they? That's why they stopped letting people wear masks into movie theaters. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because of the shooting. That is crazy. I was watching a thing. And it was years ago where um, this guy, he was like part of some like military, not military, but like some police force or some like CIA or something like that. It was some specific team that deals with mass shooters and stuff like that. And he said the most dangerous place to be during a mass shooting is actually in a movie theater. And if you think about it, it's... It makes sense. Yeah. There's only two ways to fucking go down the steps and mm-hmm. then two exits. Yep. And there's the likelihood of being stampeded on. Mm-hmm. So just... Like, if you're not going to be killed by a gunman, you're going to be fucking crushed. Yeah. And it you'd be lucky if... Because the fatal height for somebody to fall is, I think, double their own height. So... And those those movie theater like stairs, they go up pretty high. So if you jump over that over that railing, you have to hope that you land on both your fucking legs. Even if you land on both your legs, you're breaking something. You're breaking yeah. your femur. Yeah. Or I mean and if you were to fall from that height and people were below you, that'd be bad too because you'd be A little s- cushion. Well, <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, a little cushion, but also it would be a whole lot of like two other people dying because they just had a hundred and something pounds of weight land on their fucking neck. But, but he confessed to the shooting during court. He confessed, and then he was like, I'm crazy. <laughs> but yeah. then prosecutors sought out the death penalty, and they said, absolutely not. You get 12 consecutive life sentences with 3,318 other charges. Years. Oh, yeah, years. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Years, and then he had how many charges? 125 Accounts of... 140. 140 of first degree, attempted first degree murder or first degree murder or something like that? Um, let me see here. It's Wharton. Um... Sorry, guys, I'm not prepared. Look who's unprepared now. At least I can speak. I can speak sometimes. Um, so he had 12 counts of first degree murder and 140 counts of attempted first degree murder. That's what it would be, yeah. Damn. It was that packed with people. Yeah. 140 fucking people were in that movie theater. That is a massive movie theater. Yeah, I mean, they probably had to because Dark Knight was one of the biggest films at that yeah, time. Yeah, it just came out. And yeah. Heath Ledger was in it, and everyone loved Heath Ledger, R.I.P. Shut up, Brokeback Mountain. But <laughs> um, but William Reed, a psychiatrist who interviewed Holmes after the shooting, said that Holmes picked that movie theater simply just because it was guaranteed to be full. That is the only answer. Wow. Like, there's no other, like, reasoning behind it other than he just wanted to kill that's crazy like no fascination with death nothing see it just makes me wonder like you know is at any point in your day somebody could just really fuck you up but okay so like one of his psychiatrists like a state appointed one said yeah. that his breakup with his classmate l contributed to him being violently depressed is oh, what it is so quote an, unquote so he's an incel i don't know you like know crazy because of a broken heart you know what's crazy it's just that a lot of these mass shooters are either racist or incels have you noticed that yeah like with that one guy at the what was it the supermarket that killed all those black people I have not heard of that. Oh, I think it was in, like, Connecticut or something, and this dude drove to this... I forgot where it is. I could be completely wrong, but I swear to God that it was just this white dude that went in and killed all of his black co-workers or something like that. I have no idea. Huh. It just happened. Not, like, recently, but within the past couple of years, I want to say. I want to say probably, like, 2021 or 2022 you know what also some of these like mass shooters do hmm. they will like use a gopro and they will take video of their mass well, it's shooting just the same as like going to their funerals they like to see it yeah it's like a 
like a trophy. If they don't want to physically take something, it's being able to relive it. Well, yeah, and what I was going to say is some of those videos of those mass shootings you can actually find online in some really dark corners of the internet, specifically live leaks. Don't go there, people. It is not... Trust me. Don't so go there. So he apparently but. was wearing headphones during the shooting, and he was blasting techno music. Oh, that is so, like, 2012 era of music. Holmes also apparently took a Vicodin before leaving the theater. So that would maybe explain why he was so calm. Probably. Because he was just, like, high off of his ass. The district attorney said because he feared he would be injured during the shooting and the medicine would lessen any pain. This is such... Like, these people that do mass shootings like this, they really think about everything. That's what makes it so fucking scary. Is they literally think about everything. Well, the thing, too, is it's just like... He pled insanity, and it's not like he's faking that. It's very obvious he's insane. So it's not like there's ample evidence to support that. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing. At least he took... um, Now, I don't want to say responsibility, but for, like, credit of his crimes. Because most mass shooters, they just kill themselves. Because they don't want to deal with the whole going to jail and shit like that. At least he actually went to jail. Well, not jail, but prison. Forever. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. Is he still there right now? Yeah. Duh. Well, no, I'm, what I mean was, it, did he, he's like... He's 35. Like, did he die in prison? No, like, he's did 35. did somebody shank him? Or? No, he's 35. He's... Okay. Thriving? I don't know. In prison? I wonder if he's always... Yeah, he'd be... I wonder... I wonder how well he's getting along with people in prison. Yeah, apparently he had an obsession to kill since he was a child. That is so weird. He had a pet gerbil named Lucifer. That's fitting. The court read emails that Holmes exchanged with his parents and texts with his girlfriends. And biographical details like his pet gerbil named Lucifer. First of all, why... When did he have this pet gerbil, does it say? No. He probably was a kid. As a child. Well, okay, hold on. As a parent, if my child wanted to name their pet gerbil Lucifer, I would drive them to the shelter. I would put them in a psych ward. There you is, drive them to the shelter? I'd drive them to the shelter and say, hey, he's not my kid. But, like, his... Um, team of lawyers were really pushing the fact that he was insane. And my no. thing is like, he was insane, but at the same at the at the same time, he was sane enough to know what the fuck he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was sane enough to scope out multiple theaters to pick the best one. He was sane enough to be like, I'm gonna do the midnight. Like he was sane enough to plan all of this. It's not like something in him just snapped. No. No. Like, he fantasized about just murder. Yeah. He well, he literally did his homework. 
in his research. Well, and that's the thing. It's not like it. it it's premeditated. Yeah. It wasn't a spur of the moment thing. No, it wasn't. He wasn't just like, oh, fuck. I got to get rid of these tear gas bombs. Canisters, not bombs. What the fuck ever. Bombs blow up. It blew up with tear gas. He, it, it, but it's not like he was like, oh, fuck, I got to get rid of these. Let I me ha- just go and stop real close. I have a really bad joke. Don't say it. You sure? Yes. I really want to say it. Oh, there was a little girl that died in the movie theater. Never mind, I won't say it. I'm just going to say it. I guess you could say that was a sad ending. I don't. Because of tear gas? Tears? Sadness? Mm Mm-hmm. You got it? It was a bad joke. I I didn't think it was funny. I hate you. That's fine. What else does it say about him? This is just... So... What am I trying to say? It's literally just saying that he was insane. And that was what his legal team was trying to like say. It was like, just put him in a psych ward. And... You know, the prosecutors are like, fuck no. Killing is wrong. Killing children is wrong. Like, you did something bad, so you go to the place where bad people go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Here's my thing. How do people, like criminal defense lawyers, how do they do that? I don't know. Like, this man confessed to this. And they still were like, Insanity. At the end of the day, I think it comes down to the money. Probably. And I bet those lawyers probably didn't even want to work with him because of how difficult the case was going to be. Or maybe they wanted to work with him because they knew it was going to be an open shut case on everything. Four shots struck a six-year-old. That is terrible. That wasn't sarcasm. I know sarcasm kind of trickled into my Apparently voice. Apparently he told psychiatrists he regrets, he has regrets over the shooting. But does he though? But then he said, I think it's wrong to kill children. I chose to minimize child fatalities by choosing a midnight showing of a PG-13 movie. I felt bad, felt sad that a child died. Um, it wasn't my intention to kill them and leave them parentless. So what was his whole... So he had zero motive. He just was always wanted to kill somebody. Kill people. I guess. Like, like, I wonder... The dead can't be repaired, he said. It's kind of irreversible. Um, he basically was saying that he had a life mission... And it was to kill people? It was this. He said, I, he, it said he had accomplished his mission, even if getting arrested was the price he had to pay. But he said he gained nothing from injuring or leaving them behind to grieve for the dead. He spoke of the 70 people wounded as collateral damage. That is awful. You're just, you know, you're just out on date night with your lovely girlfriend and you are just 
I don't know, you might be out celebrating something with, you know, your wife, your girlfriend, and just got caught in a wrong place at the wrong time, and... Apparently, just, in his notebooks, he had an odd symbol resembling a combination of an infinity sign and a face of a space alien. And he referred to the symbol as ultraception, explaining the meaning was, any problem can be solved with death. I mean, yeah, but it's also not right to use but that here's my as... Thing. In the notebook, his thoughts weren't scattered or disorganized. Like, no. he had a plan. Like, it was cognitive. Like, it made sense. His writing wasn't all over the place. It wasn't wacko. Yeah. Like, you can plead insanity, yeah, but it's not like you're sitting in a straitjacket rocking back and forth. That is true. And I wonder how good that, like, insanity plea is. Because remember that one guy from Shakopee? I think insanity... Who? The one dude that I sent you uh, the article on that decapitated his oh, girlfriend. Yeah. Threw her out the window and then was... Decapitated a her in the street, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then, yeah. what, for a I year? I live in that town. I, I yeah. Trust me, I heard about that. Yeah, and that dude was playing insanity and he got all charges dropped. Because I think, I'm going to look up what it means to plea insanity. Um, but. Because I wonder, like, yes, I think if you plea insanity, you obviously go to an insane asylum, but. It's just the fact that he considered these people collateral damage. Yeah. He left people to grieve. Wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, children, friends. Moms and dads. Moms, dads, sons, daughters. Like, he left... It, to know that your death was just considered collateral. Mm-hmm. Like, this man went to school for neuroscience. He was smart. This dude was incredibly right. fucking smart. And just like Ted Bundy, though, like the judge said, he would have been a very gifted person if he chose a different path. Yeah. And instead, he didn't want to take action to help himself. No. He didn't want to use the lifelines that were thrown to him. No, he... I don't... He just had a mission and he had to carry it out. Yeah, I don't I don't know, because... Like, if you have a decent, normal... Like, I wouldn't... See, this brings up the topic. Like, was he born this way or was he, you know, made this way? And obviously, he was born this way. Because if he had a normal childhood, you know, didn't have anything, you know, wasn't... From what you could find, wasn't sexually assaulted, wasn't abused, wasn't... He said he didn't even know them. They were just numbers, sacrifices to his peculiar point system. That's a big word. Peculiar? I've never heard of that word in my entire life. At the end of the day, he just looked at them as a number. Yeah. He didn't take into account he's taking someone's life. He didn't take no. into account that he's leaving people to grieve. He is not letting these people... He killed a fucking six-year-old child. Yeah, it's almost like he is... 
the main character in like GTA or like a video game. That's how his whole demeanor and everything that he took to this aspect in this mass shooting. It wasn't, you know, because even if he was a little bit remorseful for the kids, like, it still seems like it's just that moment was like a quote-unquote video game moment for like, him. don't give me, I don't like people as much as the next person. That's why I work with animals. But what kind of hatred do you need to feel towards mankind to look at someone as a number? Yeah. A tally mark, a notch on your belt. Mm-hmm. Not a breathing being. Just like you. Yeah. Like, anyway, I was looking at pleading insanity. Sorry. It's okay. I wonder if it's also, oh, fuck, I just had it and it lost, lost it. The insanity defense refers to a defense that is, that a defendant can plead in a criminal trial. Um, The defendant admits the action, but asserts a lack of culpability based on mental illness. So I guess it's a lesser charge if you're pleading insanity because you're not all there. Do you can you look up to look up and see if they still go to like a prison or if it is a specific mental institution? I would assume it would be a mental institution. That is if you plead insanity, you go to a mental hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um but like it it's almost like you need very long lists of things and meeting with psychiatrists for this to be something that can be used because pleading insanity is not being able to tell right from wrong. You have the incapability to know that. Yeah. And obviously he knew that. Yeah. He knew what was right and what was wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to be a neuroscientist to figure that one out. It's, I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it either. I just don't get like, so there, when I was in the seventh grade. Like, does he have visitors? Did Charles Manson have visitors? I would assume. Okay, but here's the thing. Charles Manson had followers. It was televised. Like, this, that was a very large thing. This is just some fucking psycho I would assume he had... Like, do his parents visit him? He has a little sister. Does she... Like... Well, think Bro, th- imagine if your fucking family went to that movie. Well... Would you look at it and just be like, what? Collateral damage! Well, there... I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about Columbine, and how Columbine set the blueprint for school shootings and mass shootings, like, abroad. So, what I'm going to assume is there are probably some weirdos out there that look at, you know, James and are like, wow, I like what he did. I hate humanity too. I like what he did. I'm going to do the same thing that he did at movie theaters, except I'm going to alter his plan so it goes more in my favor. I'm going to learn from him. So, there are probably weirdos out there that do idolize him and probably visit him in prison. He said he would kill again. James Holmes in 2019 said he would kill again. And that was seven years after the mass shooting. Yep. 
So yeah, I would assume he has followers and people that look up to him and want to recreate what he wants to do. When asked if he was to pose a danger to anyone, anyone, he told the psychiatrist, well, if I killed somebody, then there's a likelihood I would kill again. It's the itch that never goes away. It's just that when you're sitting there, you have to look at this person and be like, should we be worried about you? And apparently he said, yeah. Apparently the psychiatrist, William Reed, he wrote a book on this guy Mm -hmm. and has been meeting with him. I guess he's just like homeboy's favorite psychiatrist now. I don't know. Was like, should prison authorities be worried for you? And he said, I'd say so. Yeah. Imagine being... And let me guess, they're not doing anything about it. Probably not. Imagine being his cellie. I wonder what his cellmate, you know, or even if he can have a cellmate of like... I wonder what maybe... I, like, what's stopping him from not killing in prison? You know what I mean? He said, I kind of just felt like it was something that needed to be done. I didn't have any feelings. But he said the handcuffs were uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like... I'm so sorry, James, that the handcuffs were so uncomfortable for you. Like Imagine the rounds of ammunition that were uncomfortable for the people you murdered. Yeah. Imagine how painful it was for the six-year-old girl you murdered in cold blood. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's just a video game moment for him. That's all it really is. It's almost like... It's almost like he... No, because he could tell the difference between reality and not and like not. Yeah, reality, it's not so. like he wasn't... Like, obviously he's not all there, but like... You have to be a certain level of smart to get a bachelor's, to go and get a graduate degree. He dropped out of the graduate degree, but he went... Mm-hmm. It just didn't pan out for him, I guess. Yeah. But, like, you have to be a level of smart to be accepted to study this and to be able to get a graduate and to get a bachelor's. Like, your dad was a fucking mathematician, mm-hmm. scientist. I don't know what that entails. Probably does with science stuff. It sounds terrifying. It sounds painful. <laughs> but, like, obviously they had good money. Oh, yeah. And for that reason, they probably had enough money to help him get help. And they didn't. Yeah. So it's like, not to knock the parents. I can only imagine how his parents are feeling. But at the same time, it's like, you had the tools to kind of almost force your child at the time to get help. And you didn't. Mm-hmm. There were so many... There were like, telltale signs, well, and no one did anything. There were so many possibilities to throw a roadblock into this situation, and nobody cared. But now that a six-year-old girl got shot six times, 12 people died, 70 were injured, now people care. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, so it takes people dying for you to sit here and realize the fucking cold hard facts that were in front of you this whole time from the age of 11 to 24. Yeah. Oh my God. He was one year older than me when that happened. Yeah. He was my age. That's a scary thought. His birthday is December 13th. 
That is a scary thought to think about. He could have done so many things with his life. He could have. He had so... Like, not only did he have a, a great opportunity to become a neuroscientist, but he also had so much, like, ahead of him. He had so much potential. Yeah, like you said earlier, when Ted Bundy got caught and the judge was like, you just chose the wrong path, but you would have made a great lawyer. Like, yeah. He could have been... He would have been probably more than a millionaire. If he wanted his name to be known, he could have done that through neuroscience. Like, there were other ways for him to be well-known. And if anything, like, I don't... I don't get it. (laughs) I don't either. But that's why we don't have neuroscience degrees. It's not even... First of all, no. Psychiatric is, I think, what you're looking for. Yeah. Um... But it's not even that, because even his psychiatrists were like, we don't even know, other than he just wanted to kill. It wasn't like Jeffrey Dahmer, where he had a fascination with how the guts looked. Like, he liked how shiny they were. Yeah. It wasn't a sexual thing like it was for Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy. It wasn't anything that was like, he had these ideations in his head. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just strictly, I'm going to, I just want to hurt people. It it was just, he had a plan and he just really needed to carry it out. He felt this overwhelming urge to just carry out this plan. I wonder when that thought popped into his head where he was like, I'm going to carry out this. Well, he had notebooks and was like telling his therapist like years prior or months prior. I don't know the timeline. Forgive me. But like. I think months, months prior that he had these ideas of killing and he wanted to kill and he didn't disclose his plan. Like he was probably sitting on this for a while. Probably. Because the day of the shooting, he mailed his notebook to the therapist. Mm hmm. It just, I wonder like what in his mind, like what in a human being's mind is like, like what little thing is missing in the brain that's just like, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Here's the thing. Even if we studied the brain, who's to say that it wouldn't come back normal? Because when they studied John Wayne's normal, yeah, nothing. It was a normal brain. It wasn't, there wasn't anything missing. Nothing like it was a normal brain. Well, yeah, it would have to be. And obviously you can't study a live brain. No. What I I hope that day never fucking comes not like him like physically like looking at their brain and being like hmm, there's a chunk missing but no it'd have to be like deeper like seeing the thoughts fire yeah like, like the neurons yeah that stuff and it just it makes me wonder like does it then go to like some like spiritual thing and it's just embedded in but their it's not spirit like he thought he was like, god well no that's not what i mean but like as he wasn't even spiritual that but what i'm saying is he might like, you know how you are born, like, you, your essence is shoved into a body, and then it's your brain and everything's wiped, and then you become born, and then you start fresh with everything? So, obviously, he had to have carried some thing from the afterlife into his new body for him, you know... Potentially, allegedly, speculation. We don't know. Well, yes. Yes, that is speculation. I don't know. That's just me thinking off the top of my head. Right. Because that would... That's the only way I could think of something like, you know, of like people like, you know, James Holmes or Jeffrey Dahmer or people because it's the only way that makes normal people don't. It's mental illness. Well, that too. And like, 
many people are mentally ill, but not to that degree, of course. But, like, there are many things and many outlets for you to get help. Like, apparently he called the crisis line, but the call disconnected after, like, six or nine seconds. And he just didn't call back? No. I wonder if this goes in... No. Maybe. I was thinking maybe this also kind of veers into toxic masculinity. I don't think so. Because he just got out of a relationship and was extremely well, he said upset. that, like, he questioned his self-doubt and, like, stuff like that. And, like, he was his own authority and he let everything, like... He let certain things or, like, failed himself in some way when he, like, tried to fall in love with this girl. But, mm-hmm. like, since it didn't work... I don't know if the breakup caused him to snap. I don't... I wonder what the girlfriend has to say. Ex-girlfriend. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if she went to complete hiding or... She probably just doesn't speak of it. I mean, I wouldn't... Sorry. I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't speak of it. No. Like, I wouldn't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, you know James Holm, the Aurora shooter? I dated him. Yeah, that might get you weird looks at the bar. But, like, she had a level of intimacy with him Mm -hmm. that not many people had. Yeah. I wonder if... And, like, if your girlfriend who you're with that you're trying to fall in love with or you were in love with or whatever told you to seek help and you didn't, Mm -hmm. like... When does that click? Because, like, I'm sorry. If, like, you looked at me and you're like, Gabby, go get fucking help. One, I'd be like, are you, why? But two, I'd be like, okay, let's talk about, like, why do I need help? He just didn't want to get it all together. Like, he rejected it. He was disgusted by it almost. See, that's where I was thinking maybe the whole toxic masculinity thing came in. Like, I don't I don't think it's toxic masculinity. Like, there's nothing that shows that he's, like, manly man. Like, uh, he was a fucking nerd. No hate. <laughs> Get your neuroscience degree. Do your thing. But, like, he was a nerd. Mm-hmm. He... I don't... I lost my train of thought. But, like... He did play football. Right. But it's not like his father was just like, don't show weakness. Don't cry. Rub some dirt in it. Like... That is true. Yeah. There's nothing to show that he was, like, brought up with this toxic masculinity like idea in his head yeah yeah i don't know it's just it baffles me that somehow these people slip through the cracks from well not really because you do have to have for there to be good there has to be evil so i don't like how can you like it just sucks that this whole thing now ruined not just one movie but ruined movie theaters across this nation i wouldn't say ruined i think ruined is kind of a heavy word well ruined it as in the sense where it put fear into people not as relaxed kind of like after 9-11 where you know they upped the security at airports and like yeah but it's like i'm gonna play the race card really quick Okay. He's white. She's Puerto Rican, by the way, people. So she can say this. <laughs> it's not... I'm not trying to be racist or anything. I'm playing the color card because he's a white man. Mm-hmm. That is why it slipped through the cracks. Whereas yeah. if he was a person of color, 
it would have been taken a lot more serious. Oh, it- if a person of color committed this crime, there would have been an outrage. Yeah, probably. And he, yeah. Th- he probably would have been shot on spot. But yeah. because he was a white man, he potentially got away with this and not got away with it, but like he came out unscathed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know that if it was a man of color, people would be standing outside of that courthouse yelling. Yeah, probably. Rioting. Like, I don't know if that's why he slipped through the cracks is because he's a white man. Yeah. And maybe because he had these degrees and had a potentially good upbringing. They were like, homeboy is a-okay. Yeah, nothing's wrong with him. He's perfectly fine. He's just fine. having a rough year. Yeah. He 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 needs he's finding himself right now. But yeah, I just that could be it, but it's just it's like when I first saw The Dark Knight Rises, I was absolutely terrified of that movie. I watched it with my dad and my mom. It was late at night. I went through spells where I couldn't sleep, which explains why I'm an insomniac now and I have to sleep to take sleeping pills. But I watched it with my dad. Like, we were sitting on the couch watching it. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom was like, not my fault if she has nightmares. Oh, Heath Ledger absolutely terrified me in that movie. Like, I loved him in that movie. Like, I know it's not labeled as a horror movie, but there were so many times. I that- mean, that also is a film that pushed him over the edge. Heath Ledger? Yeah. Yeah, well... That's a whole different ball of wax. Well, what was what's actually kind of interesting is I was looking at Michael... Or I was watching stuff about Heath Ledger. about, And it was Michael J. White. And he was talking about how Heath Ledger was... When he wasn't on set, he was actually like... Nothing was wrong with him. Like, he was perfect. He was happy. He just did everything. He just everything. took his role. Like... Well, like when, method acting too well, far. Well, when he was on set, he was in character the whole time. Even if he a wasn't shooting. A lot of shooting. actors do that. A lot of actors do that to keep that mentality for the screen. We're totally veering off topic. Well, yeah. But, but it's just like, I don't know. Heath Ledger, he, great actor. Um, I think, I don't think the but Joker. Speaking of Batman, it's not like he had this whole memorabilia of Batman in his apartment. No, he didn't. Like, there was... I don't get it. I don't... And allegedly... I will sit here in every fucking case we talk about and say I don't get it. Because I don't. No, no, it doesn't... It it really doesn't make sense. You can't... With these, like, people that join cults, people that are serial killers or mass shooters, you just... You don't know, but 90% of the time, I feel like when it comes to mass shooters, they are either incels or racists. I don't. But then it also leads to the fact of like, why are people so curious and into true crime and murders, particularly women? Well, Me I and the s- girls at work were talking about this. It's like the women are just very curious about it. Well, that's. What it's I- like when I got in your car and I'm like, "You're not gonna Ted Bundy me, are you?" Yeah, that's true. I what I think it is is since you know women are more prone to serial killers. I think... Prone to being harmed. 
by yes. them. That's what I meant. We're not prone to being serial killers. Oh, did I say prone to being serial killers? You, no, you were like, since women are more prone to serial killers. Oh, what I meant, what I meant to is like serial killers more than likely always go after women. I think maybe for some women, not all, but maybe for some, it's more of like, a, okay, if I'm in this situation, I know what to look for. Ooh, now. Yeah, we're curious. Yeah. Coming from a woman who's into this stuff it's one we're curious but two it's like it's it's fascinating because like we already think that you as men are fucking psychotic hold on not all the time the species as a whole we question daily i feel the utmost disrespect right now but that's the thing is like i'm being very honest we question the male species daily if not multiple times a day and so we want to know why are these men thinking like this? Or like, I find it comforting. I'll fall asleep to watching horror stuff all the time. But yeah. we like to know and we like to know how to prepare ourselves. Mm-hmm. And from a young age, we're taught park under a street, like carry your keys in your fingers. Don't walk alone. Cross the street if you see a man walking behind you. Like we're taught things at a very young age. So we like to know why men snap. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the whole side. That's why I think a lot of women are psychiatrists. Yeah. And I also think, you know, coming from a man, the whole mentality, especially within the 60s of... um, But this wasn't in the 60s. Well, no, hold on. It gets into the whole serial killer thing, too, in the 70s and the 80s. I think it's the whole, you know, you can't, you quote unquote, can't show emotion, which is stupid. But it's also the whole control and you go and get what you want. So that's why I think some men are prone to being serial killers or mass murders. Even though the usually in mass murders, they're, you know, it's more of a... At the end of the day, you guys are terrifying. No, I'm not. I'm not terrifying. No, you're not because... A big gust of wind could literally take you out of my car if my window was open. Uh, hold on now. On my channel. You're going to come <laughs> on my channel and disrespect me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is our relationship. It is. I bully her and she bullies me back. Yeah. And then we threaten to fight each other. And then she pushes me down the stairs, flight of stairs, and I break my f- toes. We I, just lie now? I can't tell you how many fingers I've gotten in the butt because of her. There's too many to count. I'm But horrified. anyways, it, I just, I hope this man has a whole lot of karma coming his way. And if Probably. he doesn't get violently ill or contract some kind of disease. AIDS. N- not even that. Like oh. cancer, something painful. I hope he is having the worst time possible in prison. Yeah. I hope he is suffering. I don't wish harm on any human. Like, I really don't. But for him and, like, people who just kill people in cold blood and don't even look at them as humans. (laughs) Sorry, I was yawning. You're boring me. Oh, okay. I hope you rot. And I hope it's painful. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Like, that's why it's... See, I was told by... You don't deserve compassion at that point. 
No. And no. you never will. And for people that get upset at us making jokes about it, it's let me let let, let me let, come here, come here. Let me let me explain something to you. If we make fun of the killer for what the fuck they did, it's not bad, okay? We do not make fun of the victims. We make fun of the killer because they're fucking stupid, okay? And they deserve to be made fun of. (laughs) Imagine sitting... Like, this just came to mind. But, like, imagine sitting in that theater and, like... Because they got the call at 1230, the Mm -hmm. 911 call. Imagine seeing the opening scenes for this and just being like, wow, these seats are really good. Like, surround sound to the max. Before, like, realizing what the fuck is happening. Like, wow, oh. IMAX really upped their fucking game. Cynodyme. Like, <laughs> like in the opening scene when the Joker sticks the shotgun out yeah. the fucking window and pulls the trigger. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. But, like, um, like you know, I'm sure there was flashes of light, whatever. Like, I don't know how fast all of this happened. Like, I don't know how fast the tear gas happened. Like, how much, it, how fast it affected people. Yeah. How fast he started opening fire. Like, within 30 minutes, obviously. But, like, whatever. But, like, imagine sitting in that theater and just being, like, Wow. Yeah. It's just... Oh, I had it in my head, and I forgot it. Part of me also feels like he didn't want to hear the screams of these people if Homeboy was blasting techno... Terrible choice. Techno music, really? Suicide Boys. Duh. They weren't around then. Well, they were around, but they weren't around. Right. But, like, my... Like, there was something in his brain that probably, like, maybe told him, like, if you hear these screams you're not going to want to follow through with your plan. Probably. You're going to hear the screams and realize they're humans and they're not numbers. They're not collateral damage. No. Maybe that's why he did that, but I can only imagine hearing the gunshot and or gunshots and I... being like, wow, Cynodyne really upped their game. I would be first one I would probably be, I would probably be one of like like yes you're watching this movie but a red flag would go off in my head if you just I see saw, a bright flash of light like well, down not that but if I saw a dude go through the exit door next to the screen that's the other thing why didn't anyone's like bells start going off like seeing this like obviously it's midnight so like it's dark as fuck but, like, why did you obviously can hear shit in this theater and you didn't yeah. hear the door close? You didn't he- see this weird figure going in and out? Well, even through the first 30 minutes of that film, it is not extremely dark. It is, you know, you have the opening scene where with. Granted, uh, like, maybe a lot of these people in this theater were very in, like. In tune with it? Like. Yeah, like, swallowed whole by the movie, and we're really, like, watching it, because if you're going to a midnight showing, you're a big fan. If you're gonna go to a midnight... Opening night, opening night, yeah, you're a huge fan. So, like, you're obviously gonna sit there and, like, let the film take you, Mm -hmm. but, like, like, I'm not trying to disrespect or knock these people. Like, I'm very, very sad, and I'm very sorry for anyone grieving these people. I'm very sorry for the people who lost their lives, but, like where were the bells? Like, I'm sorry, if I would have seen just one single person run out of the theater, I'm fucking... Where are we going? I'm coming with. Well, if you see a guy, you come into the theater, you see a guy sitting there, because, or even the people next to him, 
a dude sitting there watching yeah, the movie with like there's you. There's ones that are right up next to the screen by the exit door. And were they just like maintenance? And you see a guy wearing like normal clothes and that Batman mask. Just he doesn't. Oh my god, work. Christian Bale. He doesn't fucking work at the movie theater. He should not be going out that exit door whatsoever. And like seeing someone like prop it open. Yeah, I would have been out. I would have been out that bitch in like five seconds. But like, keep in mind, he locked the doors. Was it like the? How did he? Lo- how could he have locked the doors? He bought the ticket. Probably went into the theater. And, like, waited for everyone to probably, oh, like... Oh, and then lock... Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Because at the, at the movie theater that I worked at, we... No, they didn't have locks on the doors. And I'm trying to think at the movie theater that we go to, I don't know if... We're going to be very hyper-aware going to theaters now. Yeah, I don't know if they have, um... The deadbolts? Yeah, or what. I, I, I don't... I think they just have the normal swing-open ones, but I could be completely wrong. Because, obviously, like... The, the, I thought it was going to burp. Um, like if a concession person had to call from outside of the theater, someone, people from inside couldn't call. They couldn't run out. No. So the doors were obviously locked. No. So like maybe alarm bells were going off in people's heads and they just were like, fuck, we're stuck. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know either. I don't know either. I wasn't there. And thankfully I wasn't there, but thankfully but like yeah. at the same time like very sorry to those who yeah. lost their lives like yeah the world is scary enough as it is you should not have to worry about if you're gonna get shot going to a movie that's the thing like i shouldn't worry about if like we go to the movies what's gonna happen yeah i like i'm already scared enough as a fucking woman yeah but like if i'm with like things that should be enjoyable shouldn't make you feel like you're on the edge of your seat no no Unless it's a horror movie. Right, but I don't want to be scared for my actual well, life. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like, did no one try to, like, rush him while he was doing this? Like, did he just stand in a corner? I would assume this... How I how I would have done it is once you prop the door open, you come back in. Because you know how... There's the front row at the very bottom. Right. I would have walked in probably through the door. He, what, what he probably did but was... But my thing is, like, if you walk in and you're standing in the middle of the theater where that walkway is between the, the, the seats that are way up front and, like, the seats that, like, on the steps with the, the mm-hmm. banister, you know? I would have been like... I would have been like, you, you look like you're 310 pounds. Rush this man. Yeah. But what... Or, I, like, ass. I would have been like, hey, are you cool with this, like, consent? What I assumed, what what I'm assuming he did was he came back in, threw the tear gas in first, and then while well, everybody's like frantic, like what what the hell's going on? Is this a fog machine or something? Then I think he opened up fire as he was walking in after the after he threw the tear gas onto where the front part is, where there's no, where there's the lower seats. And like we can't. Sp- I can't, we can't speak on, like, in that moment because, like, no. we can sit here and say, like, we'd rush this person or, like, fight or flight would kick in. But, like, until you're in a situation like that, you can't, you don't know. No, no you really, you really don't. So, that's, that's what I'm assuming he did. And a lot of people started scrambling. And if the doors were locked, then that whole area right in front of that door where the little hallway is. Mm-hmm. Just bad news. 
I mean, it was all bad news. Well, yeah, but that is like that would be the worst possible situation to be in because obviously he's gonna go where more people are. Yeah. And so it's like I don't know. Was he trying to corner them so he could have more fatalities? Maybe. Who Maybe because I would I would assume no one knows what happened like yes there's the crime scene photos there's him saying stuff there's notebooks but like no one knows unless you were there yeah Yeah. unless you were james holmes himself any of the survivors or the people who unfortunately and very sadly lost their lives you don't know fully what happened yeah yeah and i can only imagine being in that situation watching people die before your eyes and wondering if you're next yeah yeah. Did you ever see the... What was it? It was a movie about a girl whose dad was like an ex-marine or he was, he was in the army. And I think it was... I think Daily Mail made it or something. I can't remember. But it's like... It's this school shooting movie where this girl literally takes out this entire group of school shooters... And it, I haven't seen it officially. I've seen previews of it, but it looks really like shit looks real. Well, and that's the thing that's that's sad is that like we have to make films like this or like people are, I don't remember what the word is. Monopolizing. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Monopolizing on these tragedies. Mm-hmm. Like making film, like trust me, I get it. I I've watched them. I'm not sitting here saying I'm better than anyone else, but like the fact that people are like, let me monopolize on this tragedy really quick is very sad. Well, see, I'm kind of not sad. It's sick. I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum, not in as in like, oh, we shouldn't show these at all, but. In today's day and age, where mass shootings happen at least once a month in the U.S., take those movies and make them more of a learning experience. Try to make them as realistic as possible. Well, yeah, but it's it's not even like films that are like this. It's when they make films based on an event like this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If, like, they... That's why, you know... Because like, that's when, like, families get outraged and mm-hmm. are like, why are you making this film? Mm-hmm. If... If it, it's... See, this... It's distasteful. The, the, pre, the premise of that movie, I think it was, was to show a, a girl standing up to a bunch of school shooters who have... Who happens to have... Not premise. Preface. But no, the premise of the movie. Sure. I think it's preface, but knock yourself out. Are you a language arts teacher? No, but I was really good at English. Anyways, I wasn't. Um, I'm sweating. Me too. So, if they didn't make it about a young girl who has a military dad who takes her shooting every single week and didn't make her like the hero of the story, where if they made it like how every mass shooting ends then i think that is more of a learning experience 
Yeah. Like, I, I understand where you're coming from, but it's just, like, when you start monopolizing on these tragedies, like, where does that moral compass come in? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just one person. That is true. That is true. I guess if you do it more, because... I guess if you do it more in, like, a serial... Like, if it was a serial killer, I bet it wouldn't have as much flack. But if it's more around a school shooting where... Well, I mean, it's to say the same with, like... We've watched it, the Jeffrey Dahmer series. Yeah. Ted Bundy stuff. It's... I understand they're trying to give insight in a way that's appealing for someone to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's, you're monopolizing on this. You're monopolizing on the victims. And I will say, like, those films have, at the end of the series or movie, said, like, dedicated to those who lost their lives to this person are shown the faces of the actual humans. But at the same time, it's like, this series comes out or these movies come out and it makes the victims' families have to relive this again. Yeah. See, that's the issue with... um movies topic yeah with movies and stuff like that is because you're using real victims and stuff like that i bet if it was a made-up story you know it wouldn't be as bad but like for me personally i would never make a movie or a tv show about like columbine or jeffrey dahmer just because of what everybody went through with that it's just no I couldn't do it's it. It's distasteful. I couldn't... Like, if one of the parents or the family members of a kid that was in a mass shooting and died, like Columbine, if one of them came up to me and said, I hate you for what you did in this film and making me relive this moment. You'd probably feel sick to your stomach. I would, yeah. I would feel awful. I would hate that. And you already have stomach issues, so you can't yeah. afford that. No, I can't. I would feel fucking awful, and I would probably take it all down and remove it from everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I just, I hope their families are at peace. Yeah. Knowing that this psycho is locked up. Like, I, it doesn't bring the person back, but there was justice served. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, if I was in that courtroom watching him get sentenced and, like, my son. I'd clap. Oh. Oh, you'd clap? Oh, I'd kill him. Oh, I'd hop the barrier and I'd kill him. In a heartbeat. I'd be so Oh, upset. no. Like, if it was, like, if one of my, like, if my child or, like, my mom or my friend or something was tragically killed like this, I would absolutely be jumping Yeah, there's the barrier. But, you know, you get kicked out for that. Yeah. Still, I would, oh, gosh, I would try everything I could to just Well, fucking... that's the thing is, like. If the families did go to this court hearing, kudos to them for keeping their composure. Yeah. I don't even know if I was in their position if I could even go because I, of knowing th- the I actions that I'd want to do. I wouldn't want to hear the phone calls. I wouldn't want to see the pictures. Like, I wouldn't want to do that, but maybe yeah. people do it so it brings them peace so they can yeah. kind of see what happened. Kind of like, not. I don't want to say like saying the end of a chapter because that's not the right way to say it. But it's in to a, get answers. In a sense, it kind of is like putting an end to a it chapter. It gives you ans- yeah. answers. It it might bring them closure. That's yeah. That's yeah. 
That's what I was trying to get at. Some of them might not want to go because they're like, they've passed. This person is being put in prison. That's all we can do at this point. But some people do want to be there to piece together everything and get their answers and get their closure and, you know, to each their own. But I can't imagine how his family feels about this. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just... But I hope he's having a horrible time there. Probably is. I wonder if he's in Gen Pop or not. I that's what I was that's what I was thinking about earlier. I wonder if he's in Gen Pop or if he's solitary. But that's all based on and I maybe say, they put him on watch because he is a mental case. That could be it. Maybe that's why I was thinking maybe he might be in solitary. And another reason why I think he might be in solitary is because you know, he still has that urge to kill people. And he told the psychiatrist that, and he told, you know... Yeah, like, it's a public record. Yeah, so, maybe... And, like, as a psychiatrist, by law, you have to say if someone's a threat to themselves or others. Yeah, so that's why I'm thinking, maybe he is in solitary confinement because they just don't want him to start randomly killing inmates. But, I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day... Like I've said multiple times, I hope those families have peace. I hope they cherish the good memories with their families that they had, that lives were lost. Um, And I hope he rots. Me too. Amen, sister. Put her there, tiger. But that's going to do it for this episode. Um, Coming up this week, I have on... Saturday, it's not Saturday, Sunday, we're doing Madame Delphine Hlalahi. Gabby hates it when I mispronounce her last name because I do it so funny. I'm hilarious. Um, This tomorrow. Oh, shit. No, we just did Delphine Lalari. Fuck, I don't know who's up this Sunday. I'm <laughs> losing my train of thought. Wow, I need to end this video. I don't know what we're doing this Sunday yet. I will let you guys know tomorrow, okay? Um, with that being said, you know, follow me on Instagram, The Rainy Day Horror Show. If you want to follow Gabby, her Instagram is it's Gabby Doe, D-O-E. Underscore. Underscore. My Instagram is private, though. Well, so don't feel bad if she doesn't follow you back, all right? Or if I just reject you. She might reject you. She's a little sassy sometimes. Take it from me, partner. Um, if you want a custom-made Rainy Day Horror Show sweatshirt, DM me on Instagram at the Rainy Day Horror Show, and we can, you know, get the colorway, get what you want on it. I will make it, and then I will ship it out to you once you give me payment. We'll come up with the price, everything like that. Other than that, I don't really have anything else for you, little suckers. Okay, so remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing in this universe stay safe you beautiful peacocks i love y'all deuces